This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brian Andrew, and I'm here. Usually I have a nickname for him, but this week it's just the insufferable Stephen Galindo because the Chiefs made it to the AFC Championship. How you doing, my friend? Yo, I'm going to pull out something real quick. I'm doing great, by the way. I'm going to pull out the receipts here for all the haters <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs that thought that uh, it was done for them, especially my co-host, who has yet to pick the Chiefs to win a playoff game. And here they are, two games in, first knocking off the Dolphins, then knocking off the Bills, and now we're at the doorstep of the Ravens. I think it's going to be a tough game. We're going to pull through, and we're going to make another Super Bowl appearance. So calling it right now, I just wanted to pull that receipt out because you said if the Chiefs can pull off the Dolphins, maybe I'll, I'll I'll choose them next week. If the Chiefs can pull off the Bills, maybe I'll pick them next week. Well, they did both. They're looking right at you. And today you can let the folks know you're picking the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. So when we get to that segment, make sure that you got it written down in your notepad. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Let's go, baby. All right. Well, we'll talk about that later. All right, let's 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 get into some news. Let's do some news first, Stephen. All right, the coaching carousel continues. You know, for some reason, like you know, we mentioned this in the last episode that like some teams are are tweeting about who they're interviewing, and kind of that's something new that we haven't really seen. And for all that, uh, well, it's not Twitter, right? It's 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 X, but for all that. Uh, hullabaloo that the teams are throwing out there. I still feel like there's so many job openings. Um, these are some of the jobs that are still available out there, and then we'll throw out some of the coaches available. We got the Seattle Seahawks, who are still searching for a coach. We have the Washington Commanders, who are still searching for a coach. The Atlanta Falcons are still searching for a coach, although they have had a second interview with Bill Belichick. Um, we'll see you know, if anything comes to fruition from that, but Right now, they're still coachless. And side note, did you see, I don't know what podcast it was, but it was Cam Newton and Brandon Marshall, and they were talking about if Cam made a return to the NFL, what team he'd want to go to. And he said that he'd want to go to the Atlanta Falcons. What do you think about that? Why? Why would the Falcons do that? <laughs> you don't, Do you think Cam Newton would be an upgrade over Desmond Ritter? Technically, but I still don't think it's like a significant enough upgrade. Like I, I feel like there'll be so many veteran quarterbacks available this off season. I, I, I don't. I, you maybe you give Cam a job, but I don't think you you go into next season as their starting quarterback. As crazy as it sounds, I like it. I like oh, okay. it for fantasy. I think Cam does have a little bit left in him. I think that with the talent in Atlanta, especially the rushing ability that that team has, I think it would suit Cam's skill set. And he'd be able to work with, you know, the receiving core that they have and Drake London and Kyle Pitts and your boy Matt Collins. Um, I think he can still, you know, put the ball up through the air. So I think it would be a pretty I think it would be an okay fit. Am I saying he's a Pro Bowl quarterback still or he's in his prime still? Probably not. But for a fill in to transition into the next chapter 
of the Atlanta Falcons. I think he'd be a good segue quarterback until they either draft a solid quarterback or, um, you know, they find one in free agency. But, I mean, I don't know what number. Do you know what, what where they're drafting at this year? They're in the top ten. So I think they are number eight last time I checked. But I will double check that real quick. Right, the dreaded number eight. I feel like they've been eight the last, like, three years. And they've been around there. They've been the, – the, the issue – and I feel like the AFC South has this issue as well, that the division's so weak that you naturally get wins throughout the season, and it kind of decreases your chances of getting a higher pick. So they'll, there's yeah. still going to be plenty of quarterbacks on the board at eight that I would rather, you know, strap the rocket to instead of giving Cam Newton a shot. Hey, you know, to each their own. I'm just I'm just the bearer of the news. At the number 8 pick though, like there'll be quarterbacks probably like Michael Penix, Bo Nix, and probably I'm thinking I think Drake I mean Drake May will probably be taken by then, Caleb will be taken by then. But who knows, maybe Jaden Daniels might drop, you know? So like I think there's other quarterbacks I would take before I, you know, strap the rocket to Cam Newton. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but the fantasy implications would be nice. You think so? Has Cam Newton had a good fantasy season when he was on the Patriots? I know he 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 probably had like a good five game stretch there for a bit. Yeah, he did, but I think it was kind of a funky situation in New England. I guess so. Like we're we're trying to win a Super Bowl run with the New England right now and we could we're struggling. So um alright. That's a Madden reference by the way. <laughs> Alright, well let's move on to the next team. The Los Angeles Chargers, who are still looking for a coach, but had just had a second interview with John Harbaugh and from what I have seen this interview included Harbaugh's family. So it looks like they're getting close to deciding who they're going to go with. But from what you were telling me in the in the pre-show here, uh, you saw some other breaking news or, or news out there about other people who are in the running for the Los Angeles Chargers job. Yeah, like I take it with a grain of salt because I feel like there's a lot of stock going into uh, getting the hardball there, but apparently Pete Carroll uh, and Mike Vrabel are in the mix more so Pete Carroll. And I consider those like, I, I'm, I know that like we're, we're kind of looking into the stories a little bit and what reports are real or not, but I would still say it's Harbaugh's job if he wants it. And Carol would probably be plan B. And then if Carol's not plan B, then I guess Rabel's plan C. But I don't know. If I'm, if I'm Rabel, I'm sure they're like, you could go coach somewhere else. Like, there's plenty of positions open. I actually think that Washington job is a lot more enticing than what people think it is. New owner, uh, Young team, 
top pick in the draft, not the top pick, but a top pick. I I I think that Washington job's enticing. So, but yeah, uh, do you think uh, Harbaugh's a needle mover for the Chargers? I think he is, but I think there's going to be a year or two where they still are building the roster, especially with all the older players who are towards the end of their contract, and now you're going to have to start drafting talent or. or or picking up free agents, younger free agents. So I think it's not going to be an immediate push to win the AFC West, but I think eventually, you know, they'll be competing for that top spot. It seems like they have the talent. They have a lot of players that were part of that generation of good, mediocre to good Chargers football. You know, you have Austin Eckler, you have... You know, Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen's proven he could still go. He's just, you know, he's older. He always has a mid-season injury that takes him out for a few weeks, and then sometimes it's season ending. Uh, you know, Mike Williams coming off an ACL. Uh, they have some players aging out. Uh, I think uh, if they could restock in the draft, they have a franchise quarterback as long as they keep him happy. It, it's funny because, like, you look at their defense – and there's pieces to it are that are really good. It's just as a unit, they didn't look good, and you thought they would be better because they had a defensive minded coach last year. But I don't know. I I am. They look like one of those teams that this this might be a hot take, but they're probably closer to the Chiefs in the West in terms of competing than the other two teams in terms of Vegas and Denver. I think getting a better coach and a better system is going to help certainly and kind of bringing in younger talent will help. But I think they're closer than the Raiders and I think they're closer than the Broncos. Mm, that's a pretty bold take. I feel like the Broncos are, are sort of right there with them. Defensively. Yeah. And, but I feel like they've drafted really good wide receivers and yes, they have been pretty good. But they haven't been top tier wide receivers, and uh, they're moving on from Russell. I think they might take a step back as a franchise, just trying to find a replacement for Russell. So, yeah, I guess where I'm coming from is the Chargers at least have a franchise quarterback to work with, and they have some pieces whereas the other teams i think are going to dissolve sooner well i don't know i'll say this the raiders probably have the right idea moving forward but they always raider it and that's why i think the chargers are a step above them at least speaking of the afc west though even though we're not completely done with the afc with the coaching character oh my god <laughs> Even though not, <laughs> even though we're not completely done with the AFC, uh, hold on. Even though we're not completely done with the coaching carousel, the Raiders did appoint the former Chargers GM today to be their new GM. Do you think this improves the Raiders at at all? This is a big Raider move here. I. I'm not sure why they decided to hire the GM for the Chargers, especially after the team let him go for, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know how the general manager job works. We're talking about Tom Telesco. 
I don't feel like he was doing a bad job with the Chargers. It's just, you know, when the team's doing really poorly, someone needs to be scapegoated. But he is the guy who brought in all those good players that they have. So I guess the Raiders are thinking, hey, maybe he could do that here. (laughs) You know, but I don't know. We'll see if it works. It's not like he's got rings to his catalog or anything. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. No, I'm just kidding. It's not unusual <laughs> for the teams to, to pull players and to pull coaches and to pull GMs from the division because they're familiar with them. So um, interesting move. I guess, you know, we'll have to bring on our, our Raider expert um, in a future podcast and get his take on it. But um, the Raiders officially hired AP Antonio Pierce, so it's official. I don't know if you had a chance uh, to see their little video that they made. I think for social media, mm-hmm. very yeah. interesting. I mean, the hype is real. You know, from what I saw, the eye test of how the team performed under him. Like he's he's a players' coach. I think you know the guys in the locker room really wanted him for the job. He got the job, and now you know we got to see if the Raiders. Uh, don't Raider this next season, you know? Yeah, it seems like the players are really into him. Like, they advocated for him to get the job, uh, Crosby being probably the most outspoken one. Uh, Do you feel him being a defensive-minded coach, I would say? Uh, Do you feel this either opens up things for some of these fantasy players on offense, or it actually will make the team more defensive focused and there won't be a lot of fantasy output from the team. No, I think this is a positive for fantasy. Um, obviously they have to fix the QB position, but if they can find, you know, a decent quarterback in free agency, I think they're going to have, you know, a pretty decent season. Again, like you said, I don't think they're on the, the level yet to win the division, but they're certainly headed in that direction. And, you know, with a better quarterback, I think, you know, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, um, is it Brett Mayer, the tight end? Mm-hmm. Like, these are guys that I think are going to be fantasy relevant, you know, in 2024 if they can solve the uh, QB position. I think Antonio Pierce is a, um, he's straight to the point, black and white guy. Like, he's going to, he's going to get the ball to the people who need the ball, you know, the, the guys who make plays. And so, um, I think that's good for fantasy, obviously. So do you think Devontae Adams has a resurgence season? Depending on who they get at quarterback, I think it's a it's a high possibility. Okay. I'm trying to see where they're drafting right now, but for some reason all the draft sites don't want to go straight to the <laughs> to to the event. But uh it looks like They're drafting number thirteen. Number 13. A quarterback will be available there. I don't know if they want to spend that pick on a quarterback. I think this team might feel like they're ready to win if they get a veteran. You know, I'm surprised Cam Newton doesn't want to play for the Raiders. (laughs) You know, like going back to that. Uh, I'm not quite sure which veteran quarterbacks are going to be available uh, in the offseason off the top of my head. But probably someone like Carson Wentz wouldn't be a bad move. But um, 
Yeah, we'll have to see. I do think they should get a quarterback in the draft within the, I would say, at least the top three rounds. I would say I would go get one. Yeah, we could probably dive in as we get closer to the Mm -hmm. draft on, you know, available players. But um, for the sake of fantasy, I think the Antonio Pierce hiring is is a good one. Okay. Uh, Which leaves us with our last team, the Tennessee Titans who just hired Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals, or now former offensive coordinator. Um, What do you think about this? I don't know. It seems like one of those situations, you know, like some coordinators, like will stay pat until they feel like they find the perfect job. And I feel like this is not the perfect job because it seems like they're clearly going into a rebuild. Like some teams are going into a retooling, but I would say the Titans are going to be clearly in the rebuild. They're getting rid of their franchise running back. They're going to start a second year quarterback probably and will love this. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with DeAndre Hopkins. They've traded some of their best talent on defense. Like this team looks like, they're going to rebuild for a couple years. And I don't know if that's like, I feel like in the NFL coaches have a short leash and I don't know if he's going to make it to the point where the rebuild was is successful. I don't, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but like if the Titans are three years away, are they going to give him a three year leash to see the, the outcome of the rebuild? So I don't I don't think there's going to be a media immediate impact. Uh, maybe Taj Spears, uh, you know, because he was a Cincinnati offensive offensive coordinator. You know, Joe Mixon always flew under the radar in fantasy drafts. I feel like for the most part, and like maybe Taj Spears will be a featured back. Maybe the Titans will be more successful than we think. But who knows? Like I heard. Arthur Smith is uh, looking for an offensive coordinator position. You know, maybe he goes back to Tennessee. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't know what impact. I think I need to see the roster at, at the end of April or May to really determine if this is going to be a good move. It's more. It's kind of like um, it's like a rookie coach taking over a bad team in the NBA. It's like, yeah, you're there. Congratulations, you got the job. But I but I feel like your your reputation might be tarnished when you go 5 and 20 <laughs> while you're there kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That that's kind of where I'm at on it. Yeah, I mean, he was part of that, you know, building that that team in Cincinnati. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I mean, I hope that the ownership realizes that it's going to take, you know, two years to gain talent and then actually be a competitive team. You know, um, they were competitive-ish this year, but, yeah, yeah, you know, they're letting go, obviously, of some talent, and they're going to have to fill that. Uh, This is just me... You know, just saying random stuff out loud, knowing nothing right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans are one of T. Higgins' uh, maybe top five destinations this offseason. I would say number one is probably the re-sign with Cincinnati if they're willing to pay him. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans are in the top five. 
Yeah, no, that that's a good that'd be a good landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. Stay in the stay in a similar system, you know. Get paid, be the number one guy, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, Will Levis isn't that bad if they decide to continue on with him. Yeah, he's proven that he's got an arm. He's and he'll sling it. It's just uh, yeah, he's he's got raw talent. He just needs to be developed. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to get into some divisional matchups? Unless you have more news to break. There's not very much news going on other than the Chiefs making the AFC Championship game once again. So this weekend, mm-hmm. we got the AFC Championship. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, you know who I'm picking in this one. I have right. to go with my Chiefs. You got to put the respect on the name. Put some respect on my name. Because <laughs> they, they they prove proven time and time again that, sure, they might be slow, sluggish. They somehow find a way to win in the playoffs. That's just what Andy Reid does. He wins mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And here they are for a sixth consecutive AFC championship. Now, I don't think this is going to be an easy game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a defensive battle between both defenses. Because, honestly, I don't think Baltimore's offense is that amazing. I think their mm-hmm. defenses, their, their defenses, their defense has control the game and all the offense has to do is you know kind of and they, they're run heavy so they you know the time of possession is is um you know higher than those teams who pass more so it's basically control the clock keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and then hope that their defense um you know holds the the Chiefs to minimal points and on the flip side the Chiefs had to find a way to score in the red zone. This is something that they've been hurting on the last couple of games. When they get to the uh, red zone, they need to find ways to get a touchdown to get that six points instead of just settling for field goals. So it's going to be a tough matchup, but I think the Chiefs are going to pull it off. I think it's going to be another three-point game, and I think we're going to go to another Super Bowl. Yeah. Um I'm just going to be point blank about it. Hopefully Lamar Jackson does the Lord's work and uh, the Ravens pull it off. But I am a man of my word and I'm hoping that uh, I could break the curse and I'm going to pick the Chiefs, wink, wink, to win this game. Uh, I'm glad that you said wink, wink, because we don't want your pity pick. No, I'm not. It's we, not a pity we, pick. It, it's it's everyone knows who I want to win, but if I'm if I'm pushing in my chips right now, I'm going uh, I'm going to bet with the Chiefs, and we'll see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I am hoping it's not the case, and hopefully you get to have a neutral watching experience in the Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, just like everybody else, and. Uh, is yeah, it that you don't a, want the Chiefs to uh, you don't want the Chiefs to make it or you don't want me to be happy? Uh a little bit of column A, column B. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. uh I think there is a little bit to 
sometimes like when your team doesn't make it, you don't want your team, your friend's team to be that successful too. You, uh, you know, misery yeah. loves company kind of thing. Uh, but also I feel like I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that the Ravens have never been good, but you know, I want a fresher championship. You know, we did just see the 49ers versus the chiefs a couple years ago. A few years ago, I mean, and I want something fresh. I want my Lions Ravens Super Bowl. I, I think it would be exciting. I think it would be fun. Uh, but, um, or I guess I'll just have to accept, uh, settle for Chiefs Lions, you know, but we'll get a rematch of that Monday night game between Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't really have an analytical pick for this. I uh, I'm going with my heart, not my head. But uh I guess I'm going with my I'm going with my heart in terms of who I want, but I'm going with my head in terms of my actual pick. I'm picking the Chiefs. All right. All right. Well, since this is a a fantasy podcast, uh I'm going to somewhat tie in fantasy football. Mhm. You know, and I think I've talked about this at the beginning of the season, but it's either I win a fantasy championship and I'm okay with whatever happens, you know, after that, Mm -hmm. as far as the chiefs go, or if I don't make it, you know, to the mountaintop during the fantasy season, then I want to see my chiefs win. So it was a disappointing exit for me this year. And so I am rooting and praying and, a little overly confident that we have a good chance. I'm not saying that like, oh, we're way better than the Ravens, but we've been in this position before. We we've been in the spotlight. This is Patrick Mahomes' first AFC Championship game, not at home, so it's obviously going to be a challenge. But yeah, that's right. I think we pull it off. But uh, I would love to see, like you said, I would love to see the Chiefs Lions in the Super Bowl. So I got a serious football question for you. Reports are that Travis Kelsey has something uh, important and special for uh, Taylor Swift for Valentine's Day. What do you think it is? It's a Super Bowl championship. Do you think so? She's going to get a ring. Yeah, she's going to get a ring with everybody uh, else. Okay. Do you, uh, how do you feel that she's like the team? I don't want to say mascot. I don't know if that's humiliating or not, but she basically is. She's the chief's mascot this year. How do you feel about it? Because I don't think I've ever gotten your take. And I feel I, like I, before they get eliminated, possibly, I want it. I want your take. To just, just to keep it, um, just to keep it, you know, appropriate. I don't like it. And I'll leave <laughs> it right. at that. I don't right. like it. It's been a distraction all season. I'm tired of seeing her every single game. I don't even like her music. So I, I that's what I think of it. All right. So the 49ers ruin our opportunity to have an NFC North matchup in the NFC Championship. Uh, I feel like the rivalry there would have been a lot closer, a little bit more intense. But we got 49ers versus the Lions. Uh, who do you got? So just to rewind it real quick, I did want the Bucks to win. Um, not that I don't like the Lions, but I knew that the Bucks, the Bucks had a chance to beat the Lions, but I don't think they're 
built to beat the 49ers where I think the Lions can keep up with the 49ers. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Lions are going to step up. I told you this earlier. They're playing for the city. They got the city on their back, city of Detroit. And I think that they're going to pull it off. They're going to beat the Niners. Their offense looks good. I think their defense steps up. I don't think Debo Samuel is going to play, but I haven't seen a lot of reports on that yet. So we'll have to wait and see. But if Debo Samuel doesn't play, that's one less you know, offensive threat you got to worry about. And I think the Lions go in there and they pull off a close one, a nail-biter, but I think they head back to Detroit, um, taking the bye and then getting ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I feel like the 49ers look dominant at times, but other times they actually look very human. And I just feel like the Lions are riding the streak of being America's team. They kind of remind me of the Bengals the year they played the Rams in the Super Bowl where, you know, the country was getting behind them. They were, you know, the offense was clicking. Uh, and even the defense was just good enough. And I feel like, to be honest with you, this might be this might be spicy, but I feel like if your defense is just good enough, it's enough to get the it's it's enough to beat the Forty ers And I feel like if the Lions go out there and make the Forty ers look human on defense, which is possible, their secondary is not strong at all, then they've actually looked pretty weak against the Packers. The Lions have an opportunity to actually, I think, make a strong case to have a double-digit lead in the third quarter and then be in control of it the rest of the way. Um, But we'll see. The Lions probably, I mean, not the Lions, but uh, arguably the 49ers have the best player on the field in CMC. Uh, And when you have the best player, you usually have the best chance. I'll put it like that. So... We'll see what happens. Uh, it's the Lions' first game in the elements. Uh, so, you know, field, field goal kicking could uh, play a factor in that. But, yeah, uh, Lions, Chiefs, wink, wink, uh, Super Bowl matchup. Hmm. What's the, because uh, you said the first time in the elements here. I mean, I think it's going to be a clear day. I don't. Yeah, I think you're so the too. you're the you're the betting man here. What uh, what do you have? Um, in terms of the score or the 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 elements, it looks like yeah, it looks like there's no uh, there's no expectation of rain or wind, so it should just be. You know, uh, a decent California Sunday night, you know? Yeah, it should. It will be probably in the 60s. And the wind is projected to be about 7 miles per hour, which should be fine. I think it, they're both going to be good games. Like you said, and I'm not going to wink because I don't have to wink. It's going to be the Chiefs and the Lions come Super Bowl Sunday. I'm saying it now. When we when we come back next week to record this, I'm gonna make sure that you uh, are wearing your Chiefs gear. Okay, I'll find a red shirt. There you go. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> What'll make me feel better is you letting the people know where they can find us on X. On X, you can find us at OT Fantasy F Ball. 
please come say hi. Please tell us what you think about our show. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcasts on, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, does Amazon have their own version? Probably. I don't know. But, you know, subscribe. Tell us uh, how we're doing. Leave a rating. Uh, yeah, you know, we appreciate it. You know, like uh, I say this all the time, but uh, you guys can be doing anything with your time. But you took about 30 to 45 minutes of your day to listen to us and we appreciate it. We're more than thankful. We are blessed. Thank you for tuning in. As always, I'm Steven. With me is Brian. We're not fortune tellers, but I'm fortunate enough to tell you the Chiefs are going to make another Super Bowl. Thank you for listening to the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 